everybody. This is Morgan, in case you didn't know who this was. We are talking about the Heaven's Gate cult, and if you haven't heard about them, they do involve involve mass suicide. Mass suicide, and I will be talking about that and the ways that they did achieve it and ways that copycats tried to achieve it. So this is just your little heads up, a little warning. If you're sensitive to that type of stuff, I won't be upset and hold it against you if you don't listen to this episode. I never want to, you know, make you uncomfortable. Make you uncomfortable. But if not, please enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 15 of A Couple of Creeps podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Morgan, and I am joined by my lovely, incredible co-host, Colin. Say hi, Colin. How are we doing, everybody? And I hope you guys had an incredible past week. I A what now? An, <laughs> incredible. an incredible past week. <laughs> <laughs> Got drunk tongue. <laughs> I hope you had an incredible. Which is sad because all I've had today is water. And boba bo- tea. And boba tea, and I'm drinking iced tea right now. So unsweet, so this nothing. It's time for a little wraparound. Little wraparound. Time for a <laughs> little wraparound. Little wraparound. And a little mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> my couple, straw, my couple, straw stuck. A couple of creeps is changing it up. <laughs> we're not gonna tell you about creeps. We're just no. gonna be the creeps. We're gonna be the creeps. Are you ready? Don't, don't. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway, we got to get back on topic. Yes, bring it together here. Bringing it in. (laughs) What are we talking about? So we've done a couple of different serial killers Mm -hmm. the past couple weeks. So I thought I would change up a little bit and do a cult this week. Ooh. Are you excited? I am. And I have decided that the cult I'm going to start out with is actually one I've heard about before, and I thoroughly enjoyed learning about it. Okay. So I'm hoping you guys enjoy learning about it. I don't it. know why, but I feel like, was this cult in Australia? No. No, okay. No. I can find a cult in Australia if you no, like. No, 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 Just for some reason, I thought that it was called Heaven's Gate. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, for some reason in my head, I was like, I feel like that was from Australia. No. No, they're not from Australia. Do you want to learn about them? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited, if you can't tell. (laughs) We're going to talk about cults. (laughs) We're going to talk about cults today, one of my favorite topics. So, Heaven's Gate was an American religious movement often described as a cult. Yep, it does happen. Yep, it does happen that way. Before I continue, I just want to start out, though, when I was researching cults, this is not the one I set out to do. Okay. I actually set out to do the Manson family, which I'll probably do in another episode. Yeah. But the article I clicked on was talking about like the 10 most prolific cults in American history. Yeah. And I misclicked a link and it took me to this one. And I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about this one. Holy I, gracious. Holy gracious. He's had a young, the old bull. Well, now, now she I wants the young, young calf. Black. But as so I was, I, I deleted everything and I started from scratch. But, um, the Heaven's Gate was founded in 1974 and led by Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite. This Applewhite? Applewhite. That's a very unique last name. Yeah. The son of a Presbyterian minister and a former soldier, 
Marshall Applewhite began his foray into biblical prophecy in the early 1970s. How does one just get into that? <laughs> he began his foray into biblical, biblical prophecy, prophecy. As one does. He's just as, dabbling. Just dabbling. You know, we all got crafts. We dabbling. His was biblical <laughs> yeah, prophecy. We make podcasts. He makes predictions. Yeah. So, you know, we all got our little quirks. After being fired from the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, over an alleged relationship with one of his male students, he met Bonnie Nettles, a 44-year-old married nurse with an interest in theophysy in... An interest in what now? It's T-H-E-O-S-O-P-H-Y. Theosophy? Theosophy. T-H-E-O-S-O-P-H-Y. Yeah. Theophysy. Theosophy? Is that like Theosophy? theological philosophy? I think so, but... When I was researching, that's what... That word came up, theosophy. Theosophy. And I even thought to myself, I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing that. I've never heard that word before, but that's my best guess is what it... Let me find that here. Any of a number of philosophies maintaining that a knowledge of God may be achieved through spiritual ecstasy, direct intuition, or special individual relations, especially the movement founded in 1875 as the Theosophical Society by Helena Blavatsky and Henry Steele Olcott. So, yeah, essentially, it's a specifically uh, God-related philosophy. Okay. Well, she took an interest in that in biblical prophecy Mm -hmm. in March 1972. The circumstances of their meeting are unclear. According to Applewhite's writings, the two met in a hospital where she worked while he was visiting a sick friend. It has been rumored that it was a psychiatric hospital, but another account had Nettles substituting for a nurse working with premature babies in the nursery. Applewhite later recalled the fe- that he felt that he had known Nettles for a long time and concluded that they had met in a past life. She told him their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials, persuading him that he had a divine assignment. Word. What year was this? 1972. Hmm. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah, 1972 is when they met. Applewhite and Nettles pondered the life of St. Francis of Assai and read works by Helena Blavatsky. Blavatsky, yeah, that's who we just talked about. Yeah. R.D. Lang and Richard Bach. Okay. They kept a King James Bible and studied passages from the New Testament focusing on Christiology, Essietism, and Essietology. Okay. I'm... Not a biblical prophetist, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I believe a prophetess is just a prophet. I'm not one of those, so I'm not a hundred percent sure what all that meant. But they were they were really into it. I'm pretty sure an esthetologist is who waxes buttholes. Close. That's an esthetician. That's an esthetician. So the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're both holy. They're both holy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was clever. Applewhite also read science fiction, including works by Robert A. Highline and Arthur C. Clarke. By June 19th, Applewhite and Nettles' beliefs had solidified. So they met in March, mm-hmm. and then by June, they're like, oh, dude. Dude, this is it. This is it. <laughs> You're meant to be somebody. Yeah. They concluded that they had been chosen to f- fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher-level minds than other people. They wrote a pamphlet that described Jesus's reincarnation as a Texan, a veiled reference to Applewhite. 
God bless Texas. That's how it always goes. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't mean Texas. I mean, that's how a cult starts is you're the leader because you're, you're, you it know, says here you're, that you're, you're divine on earth. Yeah, you know? Jesus's reincarnation is a Texan. Yeah. And it's you. And it's you. Furthermore, they concluded that they were the two witnesses described in the book of Revelation and occasionally visited churches or other spiritual groups to speak of their identities, often referring to themselves as the two or the UFO two. They believed they would be killed and then resurrected and in view of others transported onto a spaceship. This event, which they referred to as a demonstration, (laughs) was to prove their claims to their dismay, these ideas were poorly received by other religious groups. Yeah, I could see it. I, I can't imagine why. Yeah. We're going to get killed, reincarnated, and get pulled up by a UFO. Get pulled up by a UFO. Why do you not believe me? And that'll me? prove that I'm Jesus in Texas. Yeah. I'm Texan. I'm Jesus. <laughs> I'm the Lone Star Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> instead of... Instead of a rhinestone cowboy, just a lone star Jesus. Jesus. Well, then we're the Midwest prophets. Yeah. (laughs) Just a lone star Star Jesus. Jesus. So (laughs) the two would gain their first follower, Sharon Morgan. Oh, Oh, she's got a great name. In May 1974. There's too much passion in that. Oh, God, that's a good name. For a great Fuck. name. <laughs> so their first follower, Sharon Morgan, in mm-hmm. May 1974, abandoning her children to join them. A month Jesus. later, Sharon left the two and returned to her family. Good. She, she didn't last long. No, good call. Yeah. Nettles and Applewhite were arrested and charged with credit card fraud <laughs> for using Morgan's cards. Despite the fact that she had consented to their use, the charges were later dropped. However, a routine check brought up that Applewhite had stolen a rental car from St. Louis nine months earlier, which he still possessed. This was Applewhite? Yeah. Applewhite then spent six months in jail, primarily in Missouri, and was released in early 1975, subsequently rejoining Nettles. Eventually, Applewhite and Nettles resolved to contact extraterrestrials, and they sought like-minded followers. They published advertisements for meetings where they recruited di- disciples whom they called the crew. That's right. Very original. Mm-hmm. At the event, they... Um, squad. The squad. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. At the event, they perpetrated to represent beings from another planet. The next level is what... They, 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 they what now? So... They were saying that there was a being mm-hmm. from another planet there, and this planet was the next level. Like, we're on level we're one on level now. One, but we're going to graduate to level two. But we're going to graduate to the next After level. After we die and get reincarnated, yeah. we're going to get sucked up by UFO and taken to level two. Yeah. Okay. And so when they're explaining this to the crew, they were seeking participants for this experiment. So they're going to kill people? Yeah. You just wait. All right. It gets good. All right. They stated that those who agreed to take part in the experiment would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. Yeah. In April 1975, during a meeting with a metaphysical group of 80 people led by Clarence Klug and Joan Culpepper's Studio City Los Angeles home, they shared their 
You said clug and salt pepper? Yeah. Call pepper. Call pepper. I was clug like, and call pepper. Clug and call pepper. I'd be trying to leave this earth too. <laughs> Clarence Clug. Clarence Clug and Joan Call Peppers. Pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Just salt and pepper are part of Angel or Heaven's Gate. <laughs> I'm pushing. I'm pushing real hard. So black pepper was trying to get off this earth. Yeah. And they were in Salt Studio City, Los Angeles home. Okay. okay. They shared their simultaneous revolution or revelation that they had been told they were the two witnesses in the Bible story of the end time. Yeah. Applewhite and Nettle still uh, yeah, are claiming they're telling yeah. Salt and Peppa that they're Yeah, the two okay. witnesses in the Bible story I was of the sure end we didn't time. Have another duo going, no no no, it's us. No. Okay. No. <clears throat> I'm with you. Okay. So according to Benjamin Tell Benjamin Zeller while accounts of the meeting differ, all describe it as a monumentous moment and agree that Applewhite and Nettles presented themselves as charismatic leaders with an important spiritual message. Around 25 individuals were inducted into the club that day. Right on. Club. <laughs> club. Congrats. Yes. Congrats, you're in. <laughs> you're so in. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, we made it. We're going a little too, baby. You. Yeah. Later in September 1975, mm -hmm. Applewhite and Nettles mm -hmm. preached at a motel hall <laughs> in Waldport, Oregon. After selling all worldly possessions and saying farewell to loved ones, around 20 people vanished from the public eye and joined the group. Rock on. Later that year, on CBS Evening News, <laughs> Walter Cronkite, <laughs> I'm your host. Walter, Walter Cronkite. Cronkite reported on the disappearances in one of the first national reports on the developing religious group. And I quote, a score of persons have disappeared. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply been taken. End quote. So Walter Cronkite's like, these people fucking disappeared. <laughs> these people are gone. <laughs> I don't, don't know if they're, we don't know why. I don't know if they're gone, gone or if they've been taken or they've just been taken. In reality, Applewhite and Nettles had agreed for the group to go underground. And Nettles and Applewhite have now changed their name. Okay. So from now on, they're pronounced or they're called Doe and T. Okay. They changed their names to Doe and T because they got rid of their former selves. Right. Okay. So, so they're just their music notes now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... I ironic because we, we were, were just, just singing, singing Doe a deer, a female deer. <laughs> yeah. So you got Doe and T, a drink of jam and bread. Yep. Doe and T, as they now call themselves, led nearly 100 members across the country, sleeping in tents and sleeping bags and begging in the streets. <sighs> Evading detection by the authorities and media enabled the group to focus on Doe and T's doctrine of helping members of the crew achieve a higher evolutionary level okay. above human, which they claim to have already reached. Doe and T had reached it. Yeah. Okay. So Applewhite and Nettles used a variety of alias aliases over the years, notably Bo and Peep. <laughs> <laughs> and then they changed it to Doe and T. <laughs> there are a couple of clever, clever birds. Huh? Yep. 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 The group also had several names prior to, to the adoption of the name Heaven's Gate. At the time, 
Valley studied the group. It was known as human individual metamorphosis. <laughs> Him. Really rolls off the tongue. Really rolls off the tongue. Heaven's Gate is a bit more <laughs> yeah. snappy. Yeah. The group reinvented and renamed itself several times and had a variety of recruitment methods. Okay. Applewhite believed he was directly related to Jesus, meaning he was an evolutionary kingdom level above human. He's a lone star Jesus. Mm -hmm. His writings, which combine aspects of minimalism and nonistism. Okay. And, and science fiction. <laughs> Just science fiction? Just science fiction. Okay. All this suggests he believed himself to be Jesus' successor and the present representative of Christ on earth. Doe and T taught early on that Doe's bodily vehicle was inhibited by the same alien spirit which belonged to Jesus. Likewise, T was presented as God the Father. Okay, so it's the Father and the Son. Yeah. The and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. My Holy Spirit most days is coffee. <laughs> Otherwise, my flavor of the day is bitter. Bitter. The crew used numerous methods of recruitment as they toured the United States in destitution, proclaiming the gospel of higher-level metamorphosis. The deceit of humans by false god spirits, envelopment with sunlight for meditative healing in the divinity of the UFO 2. Okay. <laughs> um. Imagine stopping on the street and just having someone spit that at you. Yeah, you like, I mean... There's a specific breed of people that's like on their way to the store and yeah. stops and was like, shit, you guys are on to something. You guys, you guys are on to something. In April 1976, the group stopped recruiting and became reclusive and instituted a rigid set of behavioral guidelines, including banning sexual activity and the use of drugs. Okay. Applewhite and Nettles also solidified their temporal and religious authority over the group. Benjamin Zeller described the movement as having transformed from a loosely organized social group to a centralized religious movement comparable to a roving monastery. All right, yeah. Some sociologists believe that the popular movement of alternative religious experience and individualism found in collective spiritual experiences during that period helped contribute to the growth of the new religious movement. Um, Shellalism? I've never heard of it, but no. as it became known, it was a way for people to merge their, their diverse religious backgrounds and around and just have a shared generalized faith. Okay. So there's people from all over the yeah, world. Yeah, it's all encompassing. But we're all now worshiping the same set of gods. Right. Which followers of the new religious sects like Applewhite's crew found to be an appetizing alternative to traditional dogmas in Judaism, Catholicism, and Evavan evangelism. Evangelism and Christianity. Mm -hmm. Many of Applewhite and Nettles' crew hailed from these diverse backgrounds. Most of them are described by researchers as having been longtime truth seekers or spiritual hippies who had long since believed in attempting to find themselves through spiritual means, um, combining faiths in a sort of cultural mill well into the 1980s. So they were around for a while. Yeah. However, not all of Applewhite's crew were hippies recruited from alternative religious backgrounds. 
One such recruit early on was John Craig, a respected Republican and ranch owner who came close to winning a 1970 Colorado House of Representative race. He joined the group in 1975 as numbers grew in its pre-internet days. The clan of UFO followers seemed to have in common a need for a communal belonging to an alternative path to higher existence outside the constraints of institutionalized faith. Identifying themselves by the business name Higher Source, they used their website to put... Um, they like, used a website? Yeah. Because now they're in the 80s, so it's close to pre-internet days. So right. They started making websites and had a business name higher source where they would put ads out and recruit followers well so they changed their business name to the higher source in the 80s okay and then by the time the beginning of the 90s rolled around yeah you get into the internet they got into the internet which is when they started putting their website together and putting on ads to recruit everybody in yeah rumors began spreading among the group in the following years that the upcoming comet hale bop housed the secret to the ultimate salvation and ascent to the kingdom of heaven Heaven's Gate received coverage in Jack Valley's book, Messengers of Deception, in 1979, in which Valley described an unusual public meeting organized by the group. Valley expressed concerns about um, these contactee groups, authorization, political, and religious outlooks, mm-hmm. and Heaven's Gate did not escape criticism. Known to the media, though largely ignored, Heaven's Gate was better known in UFO circles. And through a series of academic studies by sociologist Robert Balk. So, while the media is not talking about them, UFOlogists and other right. people are like, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Have you seen that weirdo down the street? Yeah. In January 1994, the LA Weekly ran an article on the group, then known as the Total Overcomers. Okay. So just keep rebranding. Yeah, they keep rebranding themselves so they're not, like, on the bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're Heaven's Gate at this point. Yeah. But They're the total overcomers. They're the total overcomers. But before then, I... They were the higher source. They were the high... And... Yeah. And when they were getting to be known and people were talking bad about them, they're like, okay, we got to change yeah. because we can't be associated with that. Right. So now they're the total overcomers. Yeah. Um... Richard Ford, who would later play a key role in the 1997 group Suicide, mm-hmm. discovered Heaven's Gate through this article and eventually joined them, renaming himself Rio D'Angelo. Okay. Coast to Coast AM host Art Bell yeah. discussed the theory of the companion object in the shadow of Hale Bop on several programs as early as November 1996. Speculation has been raised as to whether Bell's programs contributed to Heaven's Gate's group suicide, which Knowledge First host Dan Friesen blames more on Courtney Brown rather than Bell. Okay. Louis Thoreau contacted Heaven's Gate for his BBC Two documentary series. Louis Thoreau, yeah. Louis Thoreau. Um, Louis Thoreau's Weird Weekends in early March 1997. In response to his email, Thoreau was told that Heaven's Gate could not take part in the documentary because at the present time, a project like this would be an interference with what we must focus on. In October 1996, the group rented a large home, which they called the Monastery, Mm -hmm. 
9,200 square foot mansion located near 18341 Coalina Nort in Ranchero Santa Fe, California. Okay. They paid 7000 per month in cash. Jesus. The same month, the group purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover how up How do you even <laughs> how buy, do you... Where do you buy that? You don't call State Farm and go, I need some alien abduction insurance. How how do they do that? Because yeah, like, what, what if I get abducted by an alien, I get paid? What is that? Yeah, because for fun It'd just fa- be like medical insurance, wouldn't it? Yeah, so... Fun fact for my listeners, my mom works for a very, insurance company. a very large insurance company here in the States, and I've had to hear her sell policies, like home yeah. policies, and never once has one like, of her questions been, do you need about alien, abductions. alien abduction insurance? So the group purchased said alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members <laughs> and would pay out $1 million per person. The policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. Okay. <laughs> so. And it didn't say where they got the insurance from? No, no. I'm sure that company by now is like. Doesn't exist. Well, no, they sold Heaven's Gate and abduction insurance. <laughs> right. Prior to this, in June 1995, they had purchased land near Monzero, New Mexico, and began creating a compound out of rubber tires and concrete, but it had left abruptly in April 1996. <laughs> we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. So on March 19th, 20th, in 1997, Marshall Applewhite taped himself in Doe's final exit, speaking of mass suicide and the only way to... Um, evacuate this earth okay the only way to evacuate this earth after asserting that a space shift was trailing comet hell bop and that this event would represent the closure to heaven's gate mm-hmm. apple white persuaded 38 followers to prepare for ritual suicide so their souls could board the supposed craft yeah apple white believed that after their deaths an unidentified flying object UFO right. would take their souls to another level of existence above human. Right, take them to level two. The next level, baby. What she described as being both physical and spiritual. Their pepper preparations. <laughs> their preparations included each member videotaping a farewell message. To kill themselves, members took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding and washed it down with vodka. After ingesting the applesauce pudding mix, they secured plastic bags around their heads to induce asphyx- asphyxiation. As- asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm struggle busting with that either. word. All 39 were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike Decades athletic shoes, patches reading Heaven's Gate Away Team. One of many instances of the group's use of the nomenclature of the fictional use of Star Trek. Right. Each member carried a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. Is that fair? According to former members, this was standard for members leaving the home for jobs and a humorous way to tell us they all had left the planet permanently. Yeah. The $5 bill was covering the cost of 
vacancy laws and the quarters were calling home for pay phones, although another former member known as Sawyer stated that it was a reference to a Mark Twain story which said 575 was the cost to ride the tail of a comet to heaven. Okay. After each one died, a living member would arrange the body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head, followed by posing the body so that it lay near, neatly on its own bed, with faces and torsos covered by a square purple cloth for privacy. In an interview with Harry Robinson, the two surviving members said that identical clothing was a uniform representing unity for the mass suicide, while the Nike decades were chosen because the group got a good deal on the shoes. <laughs> Apple White was also a fan of Nikes, and therefore everyone was expected to wear unlike Nikes. So, yeah. fun fact. Within the group, Heaven's Gate also had a saying, just do it, mm-hmm. echoing Nike's slogan. They pronounced do, do as do to reflect just Apple White's ne- nickname. Yeah. yeah. The 39 adherents were 21 women and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72. Mm-hmm. They are believed to have died in three groups over three successive days, with remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's death. The suicides occurred in groups of 15, or the suicides occurred in groups of 15, 15, and 9. Mm-hmm. Between approximately March 22nd and 26th, among the dead was Thomas Nichols, brother of actress Nichelle Nichols, who is best known for her role as Yahora. And the original oh, really? television television series of Star Trek. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Leader Applewhite was the third to last member to die. Two people remained after him and were the only ones found with bags over their heads and not having purple cloths covering their top halves. Before the last of the suicides, similar sets of packages were sent to numerous Heaven's Gates affiliated or formally affiliated individuals and at least one media outlet. The BBC department responsible for Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends, for which Heaven's Gate had earlier declined participation. Yeah. So they sent him like a care package. Right, in case he wanted to go with them. Yeah. Among those in the list of recipients was Rio D'Angelo. The package D'Angelo received on the evening of March 25th, as other packages sent had, contained two VHS videotapes, one with Doe's final exit, and the other with the farewell messages of group followers. It also contained a letter stating that, among other things, we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. D'Angelo informed his boss of the contents of the packages and then, re- and then received a ride from him from Los Angeles to Heaven's Gate's home at Rancho Santa Fe so that he could verify the letter. D'Angelo found a back door intentionally left unlocked to allow access and a used video camera to record what he found. After leaving the house, D'Angelo's boss, who had waited outside, encouraged him to make calls alerting the authorities. Yeah. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department received an anonymous tip through the 911 system at 3.15 p.m. on March 26th, March 26th, suggesting that they check on the welfare of the residents. Days after the suicides, the caller was revealed to be D'Angelo. And they actually had a snippet of the call. So this is what D'Angelo said. Yes, I need to report anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? And the sheriff department replied, okay, what is this regarding? This is regarding a mass suicide and I can give you the address. 
and that was on March 26th at 3.15 p.m. Yeah. The lone deputy who first responded to the call entered the home through a side door, saw 10 bodies, and was nearly overcome by a pungent odor. Odor? <laughs> odor! Yeah. Odor. Pungent odor. The bodies were already decomposing in the hot California spring. Mm-hmm. After a cursory search by two more deputies found no one alive, they retreated until a search warrant could be procured. All 39 bodies were ultimately cremated. The Heaven's Gate deaths were widely publicized in the media as an example of mass suicide. When the news broke of its relation to the comet Hale-Bopp, the co-discoverer of the comet Alan Hale was drawn into the story. Hale's phone never stopped ringing the entire day. Yeah. He chose not to respond until he spoke the next day at a press conference. After researching the details of the incident, speaking at the Second World Skeptics Congress in Heidelberg, Germany, on July 24th, 1998. Dr. Hale discussed the scientific significance of popular lore of comets and gave a personal account of his discovery. He then lambasted that the combination of scientific illiteracy Willful delusions and radio talk shows deception about an imaginary spacecraft following the comet and occult bizarre yearnings for ascending to another level of existence that led to Heaven's Gate's mass suicide. Yeah, so basically he was he was saying, like, these people didn't understand science at all. Yeah. They were encouraged by, yeah. you know, radio personalities saying, yeah. there's a spaceship following that comet. Yeah. And you've got a group of people who don't understand science are obviously delusional. Yeah. And it was a perfect recipe for them to go, well, we got we to gotta, we gotta go there. We got to get on it. That's meant for us. Yeah. Hale said that well before Heaven's Gate, he had told a colleague, we're probably going to have some suicides as a result of this comet. The sad part is, is that I was really not surprised. Comets are lovely objects, but they don't have apocalyptic significance. We must use our minds, our reason. No. News of the 39 deaths in Ranchero Santa Fe motivated the copycat suicide of a 58-year-old man living near Marysville, California. The man left a note dated March 27th, which said, I'm going to the spaceship with Hale Bop to be with those who have gone before me, and imitated some of the details of the Heaven's Gate suicide as they had then been reported. Right. The man was found dead by a friend on March 31st and had no connection with Heaven's Gate. At least three former members of Heaven's Gate died by suicide in the months following the mass suicide. On May 6, 1997, Wayne Cook and Chuck Humphrey attempted suicide in a hotel in a manner similar to that used by the group. Cook died, but Humphrey survived. Another former member, James Prikey Jr., died by suicide by a self-inflicted gunshot wound on May 11th. Humphrey, who had survived his first attempt, ultimately killed himself in Arizona in February 1998. Although most people considered the event a mass suicide, sociologist and former member of a cult, Joanna Lalick, has referred to this event as a murder. Right. Two former members, Mark and Sarah King of Phoenix, Arizona, operating... As the T-Law Foundation okay. are believed to maintain the group's website. As of 2017, there has been no evident growth as after the mass suicide, the group fell into obscurity, relying mainly on their website for recruitment. According to Heaven's Gate, one of the individual 
once the individual has perfected himself through the process, there were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. Are you ready? Yeah. One, physical pickup onto a TLOS spacecraft and transfer to a next level body aboard the craft. In this version, what Professor Zeller calls a UFO version of the rapture, an alien spacecraft would descend to Earth and collect Applewhite, Nettles, and their followers. And their human bodies would be transformed through biological and chemical processes to perfected beings. This and other UFO-related beliefs held by the group have led some observers to characterize the group as a type of UFO religion. Yeah. Two, natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. Here, the graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next-level body. Three, outside persecution that leads to death. After the deaths of Branch Davidians and Waco Texans, maybe right. another episode, and the events involving Randy Reaver at Ruby Ridge, Applewhite was afraid the American government would murder the members of Heaven Gate. Yeah. Willful, so four, willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. Near the end, Applewhite had a revelation that they might have to abandon their human bodies and achieve the next level as Jesus had done. And... That is Heaven's Gate. It was a lot. Yeah, it was. There a lot. That was a lot, guys. I apologize. When I was typing it out, it didn't seem like... Feel like a lot? Feel like a lot. Because, I mean, I worked on it over a few days, so I was, like, doing a little bit here and there and stuff. And so I apologize if you kind of zoned out listening. But they're, no. they, there's a lot to them, and they're not the typical kind of cult that you see and hear about. Right. Just because most cults aren't like UFOs are going to yeah, take us. Yeah, they're very alien related in this case. And I thought it was different than what we had been up to. So I wanted yeah. to give us something new. I hope you guys liked it. Yeah. Please give me some feedback. I'm lacking on the emails here lately. I'm looking at you, Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, leave him alone. <laughs> I love you guys. I hope you enjoy what i do and what colin does <laughs> you can reach me at my email sorry my mouth is dry from doing all that talking my email is the letter a a couple o creeps at gmail.com you can find me on facebook on instagram you know look me up i'm always around i want to hear from you but I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know if there's something you want to hear about, something I need to improve on, yeah. something I need to stop doing. Yeah. Just, just some feedback. Feedback. Yeah. I love it. I want to learn. I want to get better for you guys. But I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next Sunday. And as always, stay creepy, my friends. <laughs>